0: hey guys this is scott i'm just dropping a note here at the beginning of the episode to let you know that nick uh was having some technical difficulties that didn't show up while we were on the call and then the uh the actual recording of it well you'll hear um it's kind of Warbly? I don't really know how to describe what's going on. But if you want to hear the episode, you'll you'll sort of just have to bear with us and bear with the weird sound uh, that's going on with his mic. Uh, we don't know what happened, and so we couldn't really be helped. And uh, we thought it would be better to release it as is rather than try and redo it. So uh, here it is. And apologies in advance. <laughs>
1: Around the weekly podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez.
2: I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: And I'm Scott Carelli.
1: And today on the show, we'll be discussing Delta and the Bannerman, the seventh doctor's third story in the show's 24th season if i'm not mistaken yes and right um so when we last left the seventh doctor it was uh the greatest episode of the show i've ever seen paradise tower <laughs> uh-huh and you know what i genuinely didn't think i could ever love anything as much as i love paradise towers and i was wrong
0: yeah this is my favorite seventh doctor story um I love Delta and the Bannerman so much. Uh, this was written by Malcolm Cole, directed by Chris Clow. Chris Clow, who directed the final two stories of uh, of uh, Trial of the Trial of a Time Lord hmm. uh, before this, and uh, Malcolm Cole had never written for the show before, but he worked. He had been part of a, uh, a BBC script unit workshop that Cartmull, uh, Andrew Cartmull, the new script editor at this point, um, they had come up in the workshop together. And so when Cartmull became script editor, he went to all of those young writers that were in that workshop uh, asking if any of them would be interested in writing for Doctor Who. And this was actually the first story that he commissioned um, No, I'm sorry, second story that he had commissioned, uh, Paradise Towers being the first, this being the second, and uh, Andrew Carmel went to uh, Malcolm Cole and basically told him to come up with a few bunch of ideas, and he did. He came up with a ton of them, and they presented them to Nathan Turner, and Nathan Turner was like, all of these sound like stories we've already done before. Uh, Can you do something set in South Wales? Because we've never done anything set in Wales before. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, incredibly ironic. (laughs) Incredibly (laughs) ironic today. Real monkey Uh, situation, I guess. uh, Yeah. And so um, Malcolm Cole, who often vacationed in uh, South Wales growing up and his brother lives in Wales – uh, agreed to come up with a story that was set in Wales, and so he came up with the story that uh, that that we have. Um, and at first, he had called the story "Flight of the Chimera." Uh, that's how he pitched the story, hmm. and that's what the outlines came in on, and everything. And then when he wrote the first episode, it suddenly came in under the title "Delta and the Bannerman." Uh, which was a play on like early like fifties rock bands like um, you know Martha and the Vandellas and Tommy James and the Shindells. Uh but it was mo- mostly it w- so it was a joke on that, but it was also which was you know relevant to the story, but it's also uh, a very direct <laughs> contemporary play on Echo and the Bunny Men. <laughs> oh. so it's instead of echo it's delta and instead of the bunny men it's the bannermen that's
1: why i like it so much
0: yeah so uh so that's what he you know he he decided that he wanted to do something that sounded like a six, like a 50s 60s rock band um but also loved echo and the bunny men and wanted to do a little a little ode to that. And so that's how, uh, we got, uh, Delta on the Bannerman as the, as the title.
1: That's why I think it'll make such a great
0: band name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, and then, uh, the, the fact that it's three episodes is because the season was meant to be, uh, 14 episodes season, uh, uh, season 24. And with that in mind, um, they had already uh, – before, uh, before Cartmall came on board, um, John Ethan Turner had already commissioned the first two stories, both of which were four parts. And so uh, instead of doing three two-part stories or like I don't know, one four-part story and a two-part story, um, the history of Doctor Who two-part stories hadn't hasn't been very good uh, at this point and so they decided to do two three part stories in t- instead um and that's uh one being on completely on location and the other one shot entirely in the studio this is the one all on location and uh next time uh the next time that we talk about the seventh doctor that is the uh all in the studio episode dragonfire um so uh so yeah so that was going on and then On the other side of that, uh, something else that was going on was that uh, our companion, played by Bonnie Langford, uh, had decided that she wasn't super into Mel's depth as a character. Um, She didn't think that she was getting to do anything with the character. She was just sort of like running around being cheery and screaming. Uh, And they're like, yeah, have you seen Doctor Who before? Um and, and she's like she just was very dissatisfied with it and had decided to leave. So Nathan Turner and Cartmel got together and they were like, "Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We really like this character Ray in this story. Uh we think she could be a companion. There's also a character named Ace in Dragonfire that we also think could be a future companion. So what we'll do is we're going to cast the hell out of both of them. And then we're going to shoot both of these stories so that it doesn't matter which one is the last story and whichever companion that we like the most, he'll actually keep and become a full-time companion. And? um, And uh, uh, Ace was chosen. Got it. Um so so Ace Ace yeah but but I, you you're only sad now because you don't know Ace I know. once Ace, you meet Ace, Ace better blow the goddamn doors off. Because, literally, she does. Yeah, literally. literally. Okay. Because, <laughs> literally, she does. Okay, because I love Ray. Yeah. Well. Um, she's good, but she's no ace. Okay. Uh, that makes me excited yeah.
1: because I really,
0: really loved Ray.
1: I, I didn't even know she was supposed to be a companion. When you said that Ray was set up to be a companion, I'm like, oh, that's why I loved her so much is
0: because they were like, yeah. hmm okay. And that's why she didn't get the guy in the end. And that's why she spent so much time with the doctor by herself. Yeah. No, I love. Cause it was basically an audition. But here's what happened too. She and this, like this if, is a- like if Sandy and Rizzo combined. Yeah. Well, here here's the here's the here's the, the problem with with Ray as a as a as a possible companion. So they it's did, they <laughs> did this full uh they did this full casting. Yes. And they cast um Lynn Gardner mm-hmm. uh, as Ray and she started learning how to ride a a moped because it was part of the contract is that she needed to learn how to drive a moped because she's going to have to do it a lot in the story. Um, Well, uh, she injured herself and couldn't Mm -hmm. shoot. So they had to go with their second choice, which was Sarah Griffiths, who is uh, playing Ray in this story. So right off the bat, Ray sort of had, like everyone pretty much assumed Ray wasn't going to get it, which is why they didn't end up shooting the possible the 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 written in in the script there was a write out in this story for Mel and they didn't end up shooting it because they knew by the time they were shooting the third episode that this wasn't going to be the Ray was not going to be the companion
1: oh, That's so sad for that actress.
0: Yeah. So instead they gave her uh they gave her a motorcycle. Um and the actress who hurt herself actually plays a role in a, like a minor role in uh dragon fire um so she's in dragon fire I don't want to get
1: too ahead of myself and i mm-hmm. I don't want to seem ungrateful for everything that has been given to me already by this <laughs> by this era of the show but in the episode dragonfire are there dragons yes, yes. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Okay. soon okay. soon nick right. also <laughs> also Dra- dragon fire has dragons and also the greatest cliffhanger in the history of doctor oh my oh. god it
2: totally does i forgot oh,
0: I'm yeah so, i'm so excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so uh so anyway uh yeah so it made they made the decision not to uh not to go with the not to go with Ray as the new companion and, and everything seemed to work out there. Um, and, uh, that was, I think that's pretty much all there is. Uh, the only other thing that I thought was worth mentioning was that Belinda Maine, who plays Delta, Mm -hmm. and, uh, this is going to really mean next to nothing for you, Nick, but Cassandra is going to find this interesting. Uh, Belinda Maine was, Originally uh, cast as Romana in 1978. What? Yeah. Really? Which Which when you look at her and yeah. you think about her, yeah, yeah, you can totally see it.
1: Romana one, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, Romana one.
1: Whoa. That rhymes yeah. with Moana. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, she was originally cast as uh, Romana one, and uh, and then recast. Um, Near the start of production with uh, with who we got, but uh, yeah, you can totally see like mm-hmm. a lot of Ramana in Belinda Main's performance as Delta. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's good. Uh, I think I think that's it. Do we have any
1: uh, uh, new Who news, Scott?
0: No, there hasn't really been anything because it's just uh, you know preparing for the Christmas special.
1: Can I can I say something that? I don't think I vocalized this on the show okay. yet. And you know what? Okay. You know, I will, I will happily eat an entire crow on, on Christmas day. An if, entire crow. A whole crow. <laughs> if, if this ends up being the case, but I have an extremely bad feeling about the return of Dr. Mysterio. So do I. Okay. I think it looks really bad. I think it looks awful. Yeah. Ever since yeah. I saw the poster and just the first footage, like the you know the like, like that thirty seconds of like um, Justin Chatwin in a like nineteen ninety seven superhero outfit, like busting through like that window, yeah, I was like, oh, this looks really bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: Cass, have you seen any footage yet? I mean, have I don't you think
2: like? I have. I've seen the promo picture of him in the suit, but
1: <sighs> yeah, I have a very bad feeling about. it. and Maybe I'll be proven wrong because. You know, like I remember being super hyped about "Wedding of River Song." I mean, not "Wedding." Uh, uh, what was it? "The Husbands of River Song."
0: "Husbands of River Song." And
1: "Last Christmas." Uh huh. So, like,
0: maybe it'll be like the opposite of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm up. Op- yeah, I'm not optimistic, but I I, I want to be.
0: I don't know what a superhero has to do with Christmas.
1: That's my thing. Is I love that they're always about Christmas, and I don't want that to stop.
0: But but they're not. Though, like these these new ones, other than um, other than was it Last Christmas that had Nick Frost in it? Yeah, yeah, a Santa. So other than Last like Last Christmas was about Christmas, but last year's Husbands of River Song Christmas was like barely a part of it. Yeah, and that's why I don't like that story, and I have a I have the same feeling I had for that that I do for this.
2: Yeah, but everyone watches those like cheesy romantic comedy movies. On Christmas, yeah, it
1: felt it, it felt It felt Christmasy. kind of like in the way Die Hard feels Christmassy. <laughs> Christmas-
0: <laughs> I don't like that you compared Die Hard to Buzzman's a River yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: no, that's like sacrilege. But you know, like um, <laughs> like like the Holiday. Like I love the Holiday with, with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. And, oh
0: yeah, the holiday's great.
1: Yeah, and that's like barely a Christmas movie. It's like a Christmas movie, like in the middle. It's like a holiday. It just feels Chris like. Uh, yeah, it just feels Christmassy. Uh-huh. Like Gremlins isn't isn't really about Christmas, but it it is. You know,
0: right? Um, sure. I don't know. I but yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't have a good feeling. I I really want to be proven wrong, but yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like superheroes do not belong in Doctor Who, except for under very <laughs>
3: specific
0: <laughs> circumstances that cast. Cass knows. Sure, yeah. I
1: can't wait. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also like super... Okay, so here's my problem with... And uh, I'll say this now so that we don't have to... Okay, so... Superheroes, right? In the world uh-huh. of Doctor Who. Well, A, superpowers now exist in Doctor Who, which is like insane and weird and huge and unnecessary. Uh-huh. Or two, it's going to be another damn dream episode like last christmas was where it's like an alternate reality or like none of it is actually happening or something or like justin chad is right. really a superhero he just thinks he is or something you know what i mean like they're gonna have right pass it, and i'm just not looking forward to that i'm not
0: looking forward to right either, either of those either of those choices don't sound particularly great
2: yeah is yeah. um is what's her name in the Christmas – Bill? Is Bill going to be in the Christmas special? No,
0: no.
1: The companion no. is uh, –
0: Oh, it's just the uh, head guy? Yeah, Scott's favorite yeah. actor. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's the head guy and then there's a lady who is like a one-off companion.
1: Like, yeah, like 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 Homegirl from the, the Mummy Train episode
0: thing.
3: Yeah. Remember like I don't the know.
1: princess, the duchess that was like a
0: thief? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just – I yeah, I've got a bad feeling about it. But I haven't we'll really
2: see. I haven't really liked a Christmas special since um a Christmas Carol one.
3: I yeah, well we I t- we talked about this. I
1: really yeah. like Doctor the Witch in the Wardrobe. Or the Doctor oh, yeah, the Wardrobe. I
0: uh I think that one is I uh I like okay, wait, 70% okay. of that one, I think.
1: Okay, wait. Okay, so it it's been Christmas Carol? hmm Um
0: Dr. Widow Witch in the Wardrobe. Doctor
1: Widow, the Witch in the Wardrobe. And the <laughs> horse and his boy. Um, <laughs> what came after that one?
0: Uh
2: the The Snowman.
1: The Snowman, oh, which, okay. which I really didn't like. Well, I didn't really didn't like it. I just wasn't crazy about it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of I liked I think I think I still it, it's the same it's the same thing where it's like with Doctor Widow, I liked a, like it was like a 70-30 where I really didn't like thirty of it, and then I really liked seventy of it. And I think that's the same thing with Snowman. It's just like I just didn't like that it was different like, parts. I didn't like the Dark Knight Rises part of it. <laughs> I didn't mind that, oh. but but it but I didn't mind it in the in the context of the episode. In the context of like the larger narrative, I had more of a issue with it. Oh, um, uh, uh, time with the doctor. Right, and the time of the doctor, which I love. Oh, I
3: don't like. Uh, but that I one know either. that I'm
0: not. <laughs> yeah, I'm and I know I know I'm not. I'm in the minority there. And then it point was
1: point. last Christmas, which was not very good, but fun.
0: Um, last yeah. Chris. Well, the problem with last Christmas is that when you promise me Nick Frost as Santa Claus, I expect to be getting Nick Frost as Santa Claus, and instead I got Alien mm-hmm. or The Thing or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not what I... What? <laughs> that's not what you promised me.
1: It had that one cute um, Scottish girl, like, dancing. Remember her? Yeah. She was cool. And then she was in Game of Thrones.
0: She sure was. And then it was
1: uh, the Husbands of River Song, which I...
0: Which I hate.
1: Which I can barely remember.
0: I hated that story. Except for, like, the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah oh so i don't know we'll find out soon soon so yeah soon we will see um all right well uh let's get into delta and the bannerman cast take it away
2: all right so uh we open on this like desert planet which is totally not a quarry
0: i was Um, gonna say (laughs) our old friend planet rock quarry
3: (laughs) (laughs) You and any
0: the room of requirement of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so there's these guys um with banners. They on look them. like
0: green army men.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, those are the Chimera Shimmerons? Chimarrons. I think it's right.
0: The Chimeron or Chimarron.
2: I think it's Shimmeron, because right, the sh- ch- they're just Chimera-on. like Shimmer Queen, and I'm just like, oh,
0: Whoa. right, yeah, okay, um, Shimmeron. Do you know that their uh the their little mask thing that they the the males the way that they look, um they're like repurposed uh what is that story that they're repurposed from? I gotta find it in my notes. Oh, is
2: it um it's not Ark in Space, is it?
0: No, it's uh, Frontier in Space. They're Draconians.
2: I do not even remember. Yeah, that's that's Pertwee, right? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, from
0: 73. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. They're like super old. Hey, we found They're these like,
2: in the warehouse. Let's put Yeah, them we, on we their found face.
0: these 15-year-old <laughs> masks in the warehouse. <laughs> That's gross. Put these on your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the 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 draconians are the dudes that um are kind of like cone heads and they have like bumps on the sides of their faces.
2: I will be honest, I pretty much slept through that one, so.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're very regal looking.
2: It's like six parts, right? That yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like most part ways, it's yeah. like six parts.
2: But it's like bad six part parts. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so you have the Shimmerons, which look like Green Army Men from Toy Story, only re- like skies, <laughs> and then you have these guys dressed in like red and black, and they have banners, and they are the bannermen, Convenient. Um, so they are shooting. Hey, hey we're the bannermen. Yeah. <laughs> so the bannermen are, are shooting the, the Green Army dudes and their leader, uh, Gavrock, um, he's like, take no prisoners. So they just shoot them all down. And the Green Army men die except for one Green Army man and this woman who is dressed in like a Stay Puft marshmallow outfit. Um, <laughs> like this white. It's supposed to be space agey, but it's it looks like a white down coat, but for her entire body. And um
0: Sounds sexy.
2: Yeah. So they they run and they're like, We're gonna steal this spaceship and it's a Bannerman ship. So they they um they run and they avoid being shot um only to run into Gavrock, who's waiting for them, and he shoots the last army man. And he's about to shoot the Stay Puff Marshmallow Queen when the Army Man is still alive, and he shoots like Gavrock in the back, and Gavrock falls out of the, the spaceship, and Delta makes a break for it, and she has this weird suitcase thing, um, and the TARDIS—it's—it's like, it's,
0: it's like a clear suitcase with a bu- like a wad of bubble wrap inside of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's got like that um that Easter basket hay. In it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> um, it's just like,
0: just throw some weird clear stuff in yeah. there.
2: But you don't really tell what's in the her suitcase. So she mm-hmm. takes off and goes into space. And meanwhile, the TARDIS lands uh, in front of a shipping container. I don't know where they're supposed to be. It's some like shady spaceport, which is really cool because, I don't know, you don't really see shady. It's very mm-hmm. like Star Wars. So far,
0: this yeah. is. Um, Uh the The doctor says that line. He tells uh, <laughs> he tells Mel to run back to the TARDIS at the first sign of trouble. And I'm like, since when are you warning your companions yeah. to do that?
2: <laughs> this times is,
0: the charm. This is brand new. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So they they're exploring this like really shady abandoned um spaceport, and then all of a sudden. There's this voice and he's just like, oh, you win a grand prize. They're the 10 billionth person to land at the spaceport. And the doctor's like, oh, that's weird. Why would 10 billion people be here? Um. So what they win is they win. Yeah,
0: he, he kind of throws some shade.
2: Yeah. He's like, I mean, that's
0: what he's doing. He's, he's like, like, really? Oh, congratulations? Here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- 10 billion people here? Here?
2: So- this dump? <laughs> Their prize is the greatest prize in the whole entire world because they get Maybe to go the to Disneyland <laughs> in
0: 1959. this they're they're a n- their, their nostalgia trip company. The yeah. Rock and Roll Years. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I love this story so much. I feel like
0: I feel like this guy, the guy that you're, because you haven't described him yet, but he he he's like wearing kind of like a like a. Like a... Like a
2: a glittery purple outfit.
0: Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, it is. But it's also sort of like a circus leader, kind of. Yeah, like a ringmaster.
1: Calling calling this outfit (laughs) purple is kind of like calling the Joker crazy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then then the actor they got playing him, he looks like he could have been cast as Peter Pettigrew. Like he just... (laughs) He he looks like a rat that's turned in, back into a human. Yeah.
1: He's a, he's yeah. a deeply... You you feel bad because I'm sure he's like a decent, normal person.
0: Yeah, but, but he's very rodent looking.
1: You know those people that just look untrustworthy? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, You're, I'm not going to let you like watch my apartment. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So yeah, uh, so he's like... And, and poor... Uh, this was the This was the episode where i I forgot her name. what's her name? Mel Mel. I almost called her Langford, but that's a real last name. Um, Bonnie Lankford.
0: that would be amazing if her name was Langford. That's a great name for a companion, especially her. yeah my name come along Langford
3: I'm seven and a half years old
1: Yeah I love Mel. I think she's my favorite classic companion so far. Huh. I don't she's just so
0: nice. And she's never won anything before and now she gets to go to Disneyland and she's Well, I I agree that she's she's nice. She's probably the kindest like I mean she's like the she's the companion I think I would most trust my children with, you know. <laughs> oh, I would I would make my children sit down and
1: watch Mel every afternoon at 3. Right. Be like, watch Mel learn
0: how to read. Or like, watch right. Mel figure <laughs> out right from wrong. Right. <laughs> it's like you put on clown makeup and she's right out of Big Comfy Couch. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's... Oh,
3: God.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I like Mel fine, but like, as a companion, she doesn't really do much. She doesn't add much to the proceedings. Remind me... Okay, so we've had... Um, we have uh, Bar- Barbara, Ian, and Susan... Okay, I like Barbara. Um, no, we no, wait, have... no, wait, no, I don't. I like Susan. Su- the granddaughter. Yeah, the granddaughter is pretty cool. Right. Um, also, we, we have, really right, right now we have Jamie, Stephen, and what's her name, Cass?
2: What? It's Jamie, Ben, and Polly.
0: Oh, Ben and Polly, right. Not Stephen. Stephen is, is... The Hartnell. Oh, okay. The... He's right before Ben,
1: right?
2: He's the Ian replacement.
1: Okay. right None okay those three really stick out of my mind right now
0: okay yeah. ja- jamie's the jamie's the the, the scottish, scottish highlander thing. yeah oh okay yeah. jamie's pretty cool yeah and then third doctor we've got uh liz right liz which yeah i don't like liz you know liz liz was really great in the last story that we watched but that's like the only one that yeah. she's really great in um what no yeah there's only one more
2: well yeah inferno
0: Right, but she's not playing Liz. Yes, she is. Uh, not really.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> it a bad Moody situation?
0: Um, it, it, sort of. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I'm not saying anything wrong with the actress at all. The actress is great. Okay, it's just okay, that The only time that, yeah, the only time Liz as a character is yeah. like a really good Doctor Who companion is in the story we just
2: watched. That's true, okay.
0: Um... And then fourth Doctor, we've got Sarah Jane, which amazing. Come on, yeah, Sarah Jane. It's like
1: it's like who is your favorite person on SNL this week besides Kate McKinnon? Because come on,
0: yeah, right, (laughs) yeah, totally. Um, And it's Sarah Jane and Harry, Harry, yeah. And then Harry, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and then sixth Doctor or uh, fifth Doctor, forgot about him. Fifth Doctor has a whole has a a whole crew. Yeah, yeah, he's got a squad. Um, Adric, Tegan and, uh, Nyssa.
1: Oh, I love those nerds. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, you're just like forgetting them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, okay, maybe she's not my favorite. <laughs> I just really like this story. <laughs> I just, I, you, oh, you
1: know, you know what it is? I, okay. Who's the, who's the, who's, who's this, who's the, um, the six doctors companion that we're on right now?
2: Uh, Perry,
1: uh, Perry. <laughs> I just feel so bad for Perry being stuck with the sixth doctor that I'm happy that Mel seems to be so like safe and taken care mm. of and appreciated.
0: Mm. Yeah. God, I, I can't, I can't wait to get out of the TV adventures with the sixth doctor. Oh, really? That's when he excels. I think it's so
2: good. Yeah. No, I'm not oh.
0: sure. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Cause I would
1: do, imagine Mel with the sixth doctor. That just makes me really sad. You will get
0: to see that.
2: <laughs> For like two it, uh, stories.
0: It, it, yeah, it features uh, – it, it, it. it's Mel constantly telling the Sixth Doctor that he should go on a diet and is trying to be her, his personal trainer all the time.
1: This, does the Sixth Doctor get fat? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Between – because they take a season off and he gains a bunch of weight. <laughs> Why does he gain a bunch of weight? I don't know. He just did. I don't think, well, they thought the show was canceled, so he didn't think it was Kono would come back.
1: So he just pulls, like, a friggin' off and he's like, I want to expand.
0: <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna Google Sixth Doctor Fat.
0: <laughs> no, no! Don't do that!
1: My god! That's so mean. This...
0: I'm not. saying, <laughs> I'm not saying oh, any. Words. Six Doctor trial of a Time Lord. It, like he's he okay. he has gained like fifty pounds between. I don't
2: think it's fifty. I think it's like twenty or thirty.
0: It's a. It's quite a bit. He's he is much chubbier. I don't know. I'm anyway, I'm sorry <laughs> for interrupting, Kaz. Anyway, point is when? that's that's what Mel constantly does. With Why the does Six he have a beard? I uh, I don't think he ever has one in the actual show. Okay, I don't know
1: what I'm, I don't know what I just.
0: Thought. He grew, he did grow a beard during the d- during the hiatus though when oh. they thought they were.
1: <laughs> so he just gained fifty pounds and grew
0: a beard. Yeah, and <laughs> then sang a- in, the, in the greatest song ever. Oh my um, god! That you will that you will hear when the time is right. Okay, I'm lo- looking forward to it. No, yeah. I'm not. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear God, yes. Why
2: did you bring that back into my sphere of consciousness? (laughs) I hate you so much. It's stuck in my head. Anyway.
0: (laughs) If it's any consolation, it's stuck in mine, too. I hate you. (laughs) I hate myself. Continue.
2: (laughs) So, they're going to Disneyland.
0: (laughs) They're going to Disneyland. (laughs) Mel's never won
1: anything in her life, which is really sad.
2: So they're going to go to Disneyland, and not only are they going to Disneyland in the past, they are going on a spaceship that looks like a bus, and it's the greatest yeah. thing.
1: It kind of looks like the opening to Mystery
0: Science Theater 3000. <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah. Also, uh, there's that bit where the doctor is like, is like, who's going on this trip with us? And they say some alien species, I can't remember. And oh, yeah. They're just like, uh... He's like, uh, how is that going to be a thing? Because they're like big, slug, crazy, goofy monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going to just walk around Disneyland? And he's like, no, we have a transformation arc. Cut to a bunch of people standing around an arc, clapping as a, as a bug monster <laughs> does a limbo through a transformation arc and comes out the other side as a human being.
1: And that's what we call controlling the budget.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, it's
1: incredible.
2: It's so good. It's like, I don't know. It's what I imagine, like, the flying purple people eater is minus the wings. And it yeah. just has like a tentacle for a face. And it's amazing.
0: <laughs> and it's just like dancing in and out of the transformation. They're all just happy for it. Go 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 go! <laughs> do it do it! Well, because presumably they're all that species, and they've all already went through the transformation arch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
2: last guy is their uh, their pilot, right? The tour guide. And, and, and
0: they are just having so much fun. <laughs> they're so excited to be on vacation. Well,
2: yeah, they're about Zealand. to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, Disneyland.
0: 1959. The rock
1: and roll years. Right. <laughs>
2: So Mel is super hype and she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get on this bus. And the doctor's like, um, I'm going to fly in the TARDIS and I'll follow you. And Mel's like, whatever, spoil sport. So at that moment, right before the bus is about to take off, um, like Delta is like flying through space and she receives like a threatening voicemail from Gavrock, and she shoots the screen cause she's like, whatever. And...
1: So she lands.
0: Gavrock being the the leader of the Bannermen.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. He sounds like a Beastie Boy. I think you're saying Adrock. Adrock.
2: I keep wanting to say Gavroche, like the little boy from. But but he's like, you know, I'm gonna follow you, girl, because I want to kill you. And she's like, Ew, bye. (laughs) And so she shoots the screen. (laughs) And.
0: (laughs) Ew, bye, Yeah, boy, bye.
2: so she lands at the spaceport and she runs onto the bus just as it's about to take off. And the doctor notices her and he's like, "That's weird." And then so he f- takes off in the TARDIS. And meanwhile, we have two—the
0: greatest gentlemen. characters to ever be in a oh Doctor Who. I talk <laughs> about a spinoff.
2: Two older gentlemen. One is dressed. Very dapper, like, and one is wearing like a baseball cap and a Yankees jacket in Wales. Yeah, Yankees,
0: Yankees hat, Yankees jacket. He actually, he reminds me of if you've watched Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy. Yeah, he reminds me of Teddy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Because, <laughs> and cause they're playing Americans because, you know, the BBC are just like, yeah, you just throw a the throw, throw <laughs> Yankees ball cap on his head. He's American because that's all Americans do.
2: I know. I love their dialogue later. They talk about like patriotic duty and like all this other stuff.
1: I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Okay. When when one of the Bannermen <laughs> blows up their spy equipment, he goes, hey, that belonged to Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take me to your Uncle Sam. My <laughs> <laughs> God. So. I ship these two. <laughs>
2: These two are in Wales, and they are attempting to track a satellite. And they are—I think they're supposed to be CIA operatives. Um, I don't know why they're going around the Welsh countryside. They're, they're uh, very
0: bumbling yeah, for CIA operatives. Talking into
2: you know non-like um, encrypted lines, just picking up a phone in a police box. I don't.
0: Also, can we talk about the use of a police box in a show where? <laughs> a police box is an iconic mode of transportation. I
2: really yeah. like the sight gag though with the TARDIS taking off and then these two picking up the phone in the police box. On uh-huh. it. It's so funny.
0: Cause you're like, "What?"
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuz <'Cause> we know <laughs> like, the TARDIS has a phone. Like,
0: right.
2: Um so they're they're supposed to be tracking a satellite that was just launched uh over in Florida from Wales. And um So that's what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know how they got this job. I don't know if they're qualified. That's what they're doing.
0: I would, I mean, I would venture a guess to say that they're probably not qualified. It it seems like, it seems like they've been grandfathered into the CIA somehow and have been given a a wild goose to chase. (laughs) Oh, Oh, like they're kind of like
1: the team rocket of the CIA?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: or the or the Zim, <laughs> See, yeah. I I I love that theory, but I also love what I'm calling the American Ultra theory, which oh, is, <laughs> which is that these two are actually like so dangerous and so have such a high kill count and <laughs> that that they've out they're actually they've been like their minds have been erased and. <laughs> They just think that they're these two bumbling cartoon characters. But if anyone ever like looks them in the eye and says like Delta Tango Foxtrot, they'll like turn back on.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Horrifying.
2: Was <laughs> it like Agent K and like Men in Black? Like...
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, they've been neuralized. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Um I'm never I'm not in I'm s i am I still couldn't tell you what their mission was
2: they're supposed to track a satellite. Bold. I don't know why they're tracking the satellite.
3: Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um but said satellite in space, uh the bus runs into the satellite and uh the bus starts hurtling towards space and everyone's screaming. And um the doctor uses the TARDIS to kind of um I don't know, like magnetize the bus. I don't I don't know what he does, but he he saves the bus um in this like Ray of Tardis energy, and
0: I I really like that moment because I I think that I honestly think that this was the story that Russell T Davies saw and was like I want to write yeah uh, I want to make Doctor Who one day mm-hmm.
3: um,
0: because there are so many elements in it that feel very Russell T uh, Davies but one of them is that in this moment. The doctor has to simultaneously press two switches, setting up, like, establishing the fact that, like, the TARDIS is meant to be piloted by, like, eight people, not by one guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, like, he has to, like, stretch out with with his foot and then with the umbrella and, like, hit, like, two or three switches at the same time to do this maneuver. And it's just – it's cool because you don't see a lot of that. Kind of thing in classic who
2: right mm-hmm.
0: um and so I just I really like that move i don't know
2: I don't know it's really impressive this first episode, especially too, because it there's so many different elements, the pace feels so fast, and I think it's mm-hmm. the most modern day classic who story in regards to pacing yes, um so it it's i don't know this whole thing just reminds me of Russell T down to the like shimmying purple alien. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the bus crashes into the satellite, the doctor saves the day, and he gently places the bus, um, you know, on Earth, and our American friends are told that the satellite has gone haywire, and they're gonna, it's gonna crash land on Earth, and they need to find it. And, uh, that's very convenient, because it's, you know, it's in Wales attached to this bus. So... The bus, the people on the bus, um, the the aliens on the bus go round and round. Um, they learn that they are in Wales and they're not at Disneyland and there's this like, like RV camp. I don't, it, I don't know what it is. Um, it's like a. Well, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a motel. Um, yeah,
2: but it's like, it's like summer camp almost. Like it's like a RV resort minus the RVs.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a whole thing. I think I think you you check it out at, like the whole building. Like it's like a group motel kind of deal and then they have like group meals and everything. Yeah. Um but it's a it's a vacation spot cuz like Wales is a vacation spot for um like England, S- Scotland and Ireland.
2: Huh. All it's right.
3: like
0: it's like they're Florida. <laughs> yeah.
2: So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cuz they have like beach they have like beaches and stuff, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. So that's what this is, I think.
2: Okay. So they they land at this uh this swanky camp motel. And they're, they're <laughs> I don't think
0: it's swanky. I it's, think it's garbage, it's but like, Yeah. It makes It's supposed the, it to
2: be the, like charming, like 50s yeah. charming.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, it looks it, like a I don't mind the resort the
0: lobster.
3: Anyway.
2: um so Sorry. they're greeted by the guy who runs the camp um whose name is burton and he gives them the rundown and they were like okay we'll we'll stay here until the bus is fixed um and mel and delta end up uh roommates um for the night and the doctor uh tries to fix the bus and he just happens to have a like a crystal in the tardis that will fix the bus Um, and we meet a earth guy named Billy, who's a mechanic. And he, you know, he looks like a greaser. He rides like a motorcycle.
0: Yeah. I just, I've just been referring to him as Grease Lightning. I don't have Billy.
2: All
3: right. I don't have
0: Billy once in my script. I just call him Grease Lightning.
2: (laughs) So Grease Lightning, Welsh edition, um, (laughs) helps out and Murray, the, um, The bus driver is replacing the crystal, the power crystal, and he somehow breaks it. Um, And the doctor's like, well, that's fine. I have a crystal growing set in the TARDIS so I can grow you another crystal. So
0: I have to pause here and point out (laughs) the absurdity of what's just happened from like a screenwriting standpoint. So their crystal broke and that's why the bus broke down. And so the doctor's like, I happen to have a replacement crystal. Great. Here it is. Oops, I broke it. Well, I happen to know a way to regrow one. Yeah. Why did he, why did we have to have the, the replacement I happen one. to have a replacement. Why couldn't you just skip to the part where he's like, I can grow one? What's <laughs> the purpose of breaking the one, the, the other crystal? Like, what purpose does that element serve? I don't scene? know.
2: I guess maybe. Making sure that they are grounded for the twenty-four hours. I guess. I don't know. Ugh. Uh so Mel is trying to be a good roommate and she's trying to talk um to Delta. And um while Grease Lightning is helping fix the car or the <laughs> bus, we meet Ray. I call
1: him Kanicki. Kanicki. <laughs>
0: See, I hate Greece, so I don't bother learning any of their names. Uh, yeah, no, I don't
2: Greece. like Greece either.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's just he's just grease lightning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we meet we meet Ray, and she also rides a motorcycle, but I guess it's technically a moped. Um, and yeah, she it's like, a,
0: like a European moped. She's got studs on her jacket, which I do so not. Cool. I don't think that that is. I don't think that's nineteen fifty nine accurate.
2: Yeah, I think that's anachronistic.
0: Yeah. What accent is, is that Welsh? Is she Welsh? Yeah, That's Welsh. Welsh. So, God, I will my remember. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's super cute. She's yeah, really she's cute. Super cute.
0: Yeah. She is.
2: Um, and she totally has the hots for grease lightning, but he's kind of oblivious and the doctor's like, Oh, drama. I love it. Um, drama.
1: <laughs> drama. Oh, drama.
2: <laughs> oh, the drama. So, uh, Mel's trying to be a good roommate and Delta's weirdly
1: friendly because with this in Paradise Towers, have you ever noticed how like weirdly friendly the seventh doctor is with the teens? He's like really teens love him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's hip with the youth. He's like, yeah, well, he's like a cool uncle. Yeah, he's like the cool uncle. Whereas, whereas like the sixth doctor is like your pretentious older brother.
1: Yeah. Or like your weird stepdad. (laughs) Right. And, and like the eighth Doctor is like your like the English professor that like all the freshmen have a crush on. Completely accurate. Absolutely. The ninth, the ninth Doctor is like scary,
0: like rugby coach. Is he?
2: No.
1: I
0: Everyone always says the ninth Doctor is scary, and I don't ever understand that. I feel like I feel like the ninth Doctor is like a he's such like a big goof. A, yeah, he's like an Eagle Scout leader. He's like, more. Well,
1: he's a teacher that you think is scary until you, like, have a class with him. Yeah. And then you're like, no, he's actually really cool. <laughs> um, and then the Tenth Doctor is, like, your cool, like, poetry teacher or like, or, like, drama teacher. Who
0: probably sleeps with the students. Yeah, who
1: probably sleeps with the students and, like, you think he's really cool. But then it's like, oh, he's actually really scary. <laughs> <laughs> and the Eleventh Doctor is, like, a TA. And then the Twelfth Doctor is, like, your grandpa. (laughs) Your personal
0: grandpa. my grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. And scene.
2: Oh, man. So there is, uh, apparently at this camp, um, there's going to be, like, a get-to-know-you dance. Um, So Ray is super pumped. And the Doctor's like, oh, that's cool. And Mel and Delta kind of, like get ready, and Mel's trying to, just trying to be friendly, trying to be Mel, and Delta's really, really paranoid. So she kind of turns around and, like, puts a gun in Mel's face, and she's just like, can I trust you? And Mel's like, yes? And Delta's like, oh, okay, cool. And so she puts the gun (laughs) away, and (laughs) they go to dinner, and... (laughs)
0: The, the drama in this story is is always resolved within two lines of dialogue yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single time cliffhangers included
2: <laughs> so the Bannermen are back at the grungy spaceport and he's kind of roughing up the 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 guy with the purple sequin jacket And he's like, I don't know where they went. They were supposed to be here, but they ran into something else and they're on Earth, but I don't know where they went. I just know what year it is. And Gavrock's like, all right, fine. So he kills that guy. And he goes to Earth and um, Mel at dinner is sitting with the doctor and she's just like, hey, so the girl that I'm rooming with has a gun and I'm really scared. Yeah. There's been
1: some confusion over rooming here at Chiz.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and the doctor's like, all right, well, let's keep an eye on her. And Grease Lightning like sits down with Delta because he is just like super Because, spur-
0: because hidden, I guess. Because she's the one that he wants. Oh God. <laughs>
2: oh. Oh. <laughs> so Ray, Ray's really sad. And the doctor they like they all go to the dance and ray dances with the doctor because she's trying to make her like crush jealous but he's just like whatever and he like sings a song and ray runs away and um she like goes to cry and the um i don't even yeah the doctor follows her after she's crying And they go into this, like, blanket warehouse. Um,
0: (laughs) Blanket warehouse? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's a laundry – like, a linen room.
2: It's huge, though. I like that. Yeah, they have to have
0: all the linen for the entire motel.
2: Yeah, but I don't think, like, a hotel, like, linen closet is, like, a warehouse.
0: Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's, like – the laundry room is like huge at a hotel.
2: Oh, okay. Well, shows you how yeah. much I know. So, blanket warehouse time. So, Ray is like looks crying. Like
0: someone the <laughs> washing machine.
1: Yeah,
2: Ray's <laughs> crying, and the doctor's trying to um, comfort her. And this shady guy that was on the bus and kind of um, like looking at Delta the whole time um, shows up, and he has like this intergalactic walkie-talkie. And um, so, the doctor and Ray hide and this shady guy uses the walkie-talkie to contact the Bannerman and tells him, tells them that he knows where Delta is. And he he's like a mercenary or like a bounty hunter, so he's going to get paid like a million generic space monies um, for Delta. So he gives them like a radio signal, and the doctor kind of... He sneezes. I don't know if it's supposed to be on purpose or fake, but he sneezes. And... So they, they're kind of like held, like the mercenary holds them at gunpoint. And then the, the other part of the cliffhanger is Delta, like, is in the room with Mel and she's like, Mel, you're so nice and kind. I have something to tell you. And the, whatever was in her suitcase starts breaking open and this green, like,
0: It looks like a mandrake root. Yeah, this
2: green, slimy alien baby emerges from this dragon egg, and Mel starts screaming, and the doctor is about to get shot, and that's how this episode ends.
0: The dialogue specifically in the about-to-get-shot is he sees the doctor... And he's like, "Oh, you're that you're that intergalactic doctor guy that everyone's <laughs> always talking about." And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, oh, I bet I could get some money for her for you." And he's like, "You probably could, but since you're only interested in money, why don't you let the girl d- go and just and just uh, kill me?" And he's like, "Well, that's because because I also enjoy." He's like, "Kill? What does he say? I don't just kill for money. It's also something that I enjoy, yeah. <laughs> and that's the cliffhanger." Yeah, and I
1: can, I, I just picture like. It's not just money. I also cute because I enjoy it. And then I cut the black and just horrified British children.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? I know. Like, the, the cliffhanger is literally that he's he he is a serial killer who has learned how to do it and make money in yeah. the process. I think, well, do what you love, you know? Do what you love. <laughs> He's, this guy is a. this guy is like a what what is that called when you when you are uh you're like the perfect version of yourself yeah, idealized idealized he is the perfect idealized version of himself oh my god ah <laughs> uh, so we go into part 2 and uh and Gavrock uh Gavrock uh disintegrates the bounty hunter um <laughs> yes I mean, just instantly, he's just like Haha! he thinks we're going to pay him disintegrate, and he just has a button that he pushes that disintegrates him. Um, I assume it has something to do with like overloading the communication device or something. I don't cause I, I don't know how else that works. But uh, he pushes a button and the bounty hunter disintegrates, and uh, and so the doctor and and Ray can get away, and then. Delta, meanwhile, is talking to Grease Lightning about the baby alien and sort of like explaining what it is. Uh, because he shows up and he's like really chill. Like he shows up and she's like holding this baby mandrake root, with this green baby mandrake, and he's just like, "What? what what's that?" He's just like, "I, ah, she's so hot. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't." I don't want to screw this up. Really? This is,
1: I don't, I don't want yeah. to screw
0: this up. Yeah. So he's just like, all right, I'll listen to you about your weird baby alien thing. And then you cut to the two American dudes and they're interviewing a beekeeper about seeing weird stuff. <laughs> and he's like, and the beekeeper is like, He's like, I haven't seen anything that you would describe weird, but you can ask my bees if you want to. (laughs) You know everything. And they're like, "Okay, well, we're going to go. Well, we'll talk to you later. He's like, no, let me show you this butterfly. And he holds out his hand. He's got a butterfly and it flies away. And my favorite part about this moment is that they're both the two Americans are looking at the palm of his hand when the butterfly's in it. The butterfly flies flies away, but they do not break eye contact with his hand. It's <laughs> uh-huh. so it's so they're just staring at his empty palm.
1: Yeah, it's it, amazing. It really turns into Jupiter ascending
0: for a little bit. It does. Oh my god. Um and then we cut back to uh the next morning, uh Delta is still holding. The Mandrake baby, only now it's not a baby Mandrake. Now it's an actual baby that has been painted green and is wearing a green, uh, green pajamas. Which can't be legal. Yeah. And this baby has no idea what's going on or why it's happening. Um... But, uh, yeah, so then Grease Lightning, he's like, hey, why don't we get out of here? And she's like, oh, I can't walk very far with the baby. And he's like, who said we're walking? And he takes off a, a tarp on his, uh, on his motorcycle, and it's got a sidecar, um, which is like the coolest thing you could have on your motorcycle. <laughs> and he's like, get in. And then they, they drive off into the sunset together. Uh, and, and, uh, then there's a random scene, and I'm only mentioning this because it's so random. There's just a random scene of a DJ sort of like strolling around his, his office, then walking up to the mic, hitting a gong, and then starting to sing into the mic. <laughs> and it's going out throughout the whole motel. So the guy doesn't play music. He just sings directly it live into the microphone. As like the musical accompaniment of this motel that they're all staying at. Really weird. Um so then uh Grease Lightning and Delta are at a picnic. Yes. And he she's like he's like, wow, uh he like so that she can get out of the sidecar, he takes the baby and he's like, oh the baby's heavy. And Delta's like, oh, that's because it's growing at, like, ten times the rate of a normal human. And he's like, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> Good. To all come on. Out. He he He's like he's, – he just nods and he just goes, come on. <laughs> and they, like, walk off and I'm like –
2: Seems legit. He just
0: said that baby grows ten times the speed of a human being and you are not reacting anyway. Jeez. Like, this guy wants to get laid more than anyone on the planet. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. all right. Well, let's no, go to this. Uh, I got a blanket. No boyfriend. Let's go do this picnic thing. Um, and uh, as like the day continues, like they're still at the picnic. Only next time we go, now the the baby is a girl, like a little girl, <laughs> like a toddler. <laughs> yeah, like a toddler. Um, and yeah, and uh, and she's like starting to feed her. Uh, this like this. It it looks like um like a syringe without the uh needle on it. Um, and she's just sort of like eating out of this uh this thing, and it's really awkward because you can tell this kid is just like somebody's kid on the crew, and she's just. <laughs> Like just, just, just lick the stupid, this is, panic. God, this is terrible. Just, just suck on the, there's, there's no good way of putting this. Like, like it's just, (laughs) this girl, this little toddler with this thing in her mouth, just like staring off into the distance and like sucking this little green goop out of this syringe thing. And it's obvious that this kid is not an actor is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yes. This is just some random person's child. Actually, Billy <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh so then um after after a bunch of other stuff happens, uh the doctor gets word that the bannermen are on their way and so he goes and he tells uh, he tells the, the, the pilot, and the pilot makes an announcement to everyone that the Bannermen are coming, and everyone panics. And they're like, we got to get out of here. Um, so they're going to leave, but they can't leave without Delta. So uh, the Doctor and Ray leave to go try and find Delta and figure out where they are. Um, and uh, so they're like driving around on uh, Ray's little moped trying to find Trying to find Delta and Grease Lightning. Yes. And uh, meanwhile they all like the whole the whole uh, the whole bus load of tourists, they all show up at the bus and they're climbing on the bus. And Murray has the has the crystal and uh, he's trying to grow it with he has mind powers apparently. <laughs> and he's so he's staring really intently at the crystal, trying to make it grow, but it's not really working. And they don't know if it's gonna finish in time for them to get out of there before the bannermen arrive. Um and then there's this really adorable moment where the doctor and Ray come up to a gate and the doctor hops off and unlocks and opens the gate and then <laughs> and then Ray drives through and then he closes the gate and locks it behind. And <laughs> which I'm like, aren't you in a hurry? Like Yeah, it's yeah. It's it's adorable. Have we have
1: we mentioned how incredible the score is for this episode?
0: Mm. We haven't. It's like kind of like uh like 50s oh, rock yeah, yeah, music, yeah.
1: right? The needle yeah, the needle drops are incredible. Um but but also just like the weird techno electronic score is just so
0: Well, weird. but but it's like it's trying to be like a rockabilly score, isn't oh, no, it? So it's like... Yeah. It's like, Beep blor, bleep blor,
1: bleep blor.
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I watch these stories at one point five speed. Um why? So that I can get through them faster, and that score is absolutely incredible at one point five speed.
3: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's it is I mean it, it makes every moment like a Benny Hill moment. It's amazing. <laughs> and this is a very um, Benny Hill like episode in general. Yeah. It yeah, it is. It is. It is uh so uh Gavrock and the Bannerman land and they show up and they walk up to the first two people that they find which are the two American dudes and they're like where is this the 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 Delta Queen like where is Delta and they're like what and he's like where is she you know where she is and like we no, we don't. And I'm like, does Gavrock not know how planets work? Yeah. <laughs> how how many people are on them and how not everyone knows everyone? Gavrock's not very smart. No, he's not. And he this is this begins because this is the first time that we're seeing him off of a ship. And from this point forward. Any time that we see him, he is pointing his gun at whoever's talking to him. (laughs) Whether they're on his side or not, (laughs) he is always pointing his gun at them. (laughs) That's his move. Um, That's how he intimidates people because apparently he's not intimidating enough. Uh, So the crystal has grown, or at least (laughs) it's funny because Mela's like – I don't know anything about crystalline structure, but that sure looks ripe to me. (laughs) Thanks, Mel. Thanks. Mel's the greatest. (laughs) Thanks, Mel. Thank you for your opinion (laughs) of whether or not the crystal is done.
1: Uh, You know what she is? (laughs) Mel is the Marge Simpson of companions. Oh.
0: She's even got kind of the hair. Yeah, the big puffy hair. (laughs) Yeah, big puffy hair. Um... So Murray's like, all right. And so he takes the crystal out and he puts it in the bus, and the bus starts working. He's like, yay! He's like, all right, we're gonna go. And and uh, and Mel is like, all right, I'm gonna stay here <clears throat> because uh, you know I'm gonna need to help the doctor get Delta on the TARDIS and everything. And he's like, okay, see ya. And then she starts walking away, and then the bus blows up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> killing everyone inside the bus. I think making this the the Doctor Who episode with the highest bo- like body count that we've seen so far. You know what, we've had a pretty a lot of we've had a lot of violent episodes this quarter. <clears throat> but uh-huh. Not not a bus full of people. That's true. Right? I mean, how many people are probably on that bus? You're talking two on each side, 20 rows, like 40 people?
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So 40 people die.
2: R.I.P. Um, Space
0: Bus, yeah. And did uh, they, Rock... they turn back into their worm forms? No, I think they blew up. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, there's like yeah. a like a black crater.
1: When they go to heaven, do you think they go to heaven in their worm forms?
0: I would, I would think so. I, would assume <laughs> I, I think they went to heaven. However, that was their idealized form. Yeah, that's true. Um, so maybe they finally went to Disneyland. Yeah, the real Disneyland. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that's really the most tragic part of this is that they never got to go to Disneyland.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. out
2: for a space bus.
0: It's dark. <laughs> um, so Gavrock uh like like Mel like has been blown back by the blast and she's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And then Gavrock shows up. And he's like, "I blew up the bus. That's what happened." He's like, was Delta on the bus? And she's like, uh, yes. He's like, are you lying? She's like, no. Uh, And he's just like, okay, you seem trustworthy. And then immediately upon saying that, Delta comes around the corner (laughs) in the sidecar and drives past. And he's like, you were lying to me. Uh get her and they all they all chase after Delta. It's like immediately Delta shows up. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky lady. I know. Uh and so the Doctor and Delta and uh and them yeah, because I forgot I didn't put this in my notes. Oh. Um the Doctor and uh and Ray, they meet up with Delta and uh and uh, grease lightning, and then they're like, "Hey, we got to go because the Bannermen are coming." And so then they all leave, and now they drive past and they just go straight past. They're just like, "Let's go back to the thing. Let's keep going, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Moving <laughs> along. No stopping. No stopping." And then they show, they end up uh, they stop in the middle of the road, and they're just like, "What are we gonna do now?" And and Delta hears something with the antenna that are behind her ears. And uh and these antenna, when I say antenna, they call them antennas, but they're like little blocks, little like clear like Legos like behind her ears. Um and and she's like, I hear some sort of high-pitch frequency, and and someone else is like, Oh, I bet that's that beekeeper's bees. And so they just go to the <laughs> beekeeper's place. And they're just like they show up at the beekeeper's place, and he's like, oh, hello, I've been waiting for you. And they're like, okay, that's weird. Hey, can I borrow, uh, like, a white cloth and a broomstick? And he's like, sure. And then, then he's like, can I borrow your motorcycle, Grease Lightning? And Grease Lightning's like, sure, uh, but be careful with it. <laughs> and the doctor says, I'll treat it as if it were the TARDIS, to which... Grease Lightning is like, cool. He has no idea what the TARDIS is. Great.
1: Right, that sounds like something really important to you.
0: It's <laughs> amazing. I will guard this like it's the bleep lorp. Cool. cool. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, the rest of them all go in for tea uh, while the doctor rolls up on Gavrock eating like a hunk of raw meat.
2: Yeah, it's like a pig or something. It's just a yeah. straight pig.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just a big it's just a like a, it's a piece of raw meat that's so big that he has to hold it with two hands. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's just a big like like round like leg of pig or something. Is it like is that what it is? Or is it like hindquarters? Like I don't know. I don't but it's know. like There's it's just like of. a big Yeah, it's just like a big piece of meat. The rump. Yeah, that is yeah, I think it's a rump. Um and so he's just he's just gnawing on this big piece of meat as the doctor rolls up with a white flag uh, on a broomstick sticking out of the sidecar of this motorcycle and as he's rolling up with the white flag the universal sign for peace he is immediately shot (laughs) yes and so he gets out of the motorcycle and he storms up to Gavrock passing uh Mel and the dude who uh the dude who runs the uh the motel uh because they've been captured by Gavrock and he's like he's like hey I had a white flag up and he's like so he's like a white flag means peace so well you when you have the white flag, you can't just shoot somebody with a white flag and he's like, I'm I'm Gavrock of the Bannerman. I'll do whatever I damn well please <laughs> And the doctor's like, Yeah, well so do I and I'm leaving You're up. <laughs> you know what? And he walks you know away, what? he's like, Come on, Mel and you other guy and unties them and and they walk away and as they walk away all of the bannermen raise their guns and the doctor's like I may not have thought this through yeah, and then that's yeah. the, that's the that's the cliffhanger. You you really get...
1: I don't know. I just really like that this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's not
0: right. Yeah. I, had, I a, had a white flag. I worked hard putting those two things together. <laughs> I've killed men for less than what you've just done. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So, um they it's getting comfortable. The Doctor Mel and Burton, uh they get away on uh Grease Lightning's motorbike. Um the Doctor like almost rebellious almost like bitterly uh having the white flag flying from the motorbike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, like, well they well they get away they get away because for some reason Gavrock lets them go. Yeah, it's 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 it's
1: it's it's a it's a super it's a really he, underwhelming resolution to a clip. Well, it's my
0: my favorite part though is that he tells the other Bannerman not to fire by throwing up the the throwing up the universal symbol of raising his gun. Yeah, for fire. Yeah. Oh. And somehow that means don't fire. <laughs> which which in retrospect makes all of the times that he's pointed guns at people. It it really paints them in a different light. <laughs> you know that
1: episode of Rick and Morty where, like, they go into that world inside of Rick's car battery and, like, he's taught them all that the middle finger means, like, a, it's a sign of peace? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they live yeah. in a weird, bizarro world. Oh, it's so weird. So, yeah. So, so they escape. Meanwhile, <laughs> um, the Bannermen are, like, guarding the two American spies, Team Rocket, and, um, they uh so they use this weird like 50 shades of gray like <laughs>
0: like chain collar that, like, connects them it's i call like, it a ta- i call it a tandem collar it's yeah like a, a yoke
2: like they're going to hook up their oxen to a cart but instead of <laughs> oxen it's these two old guys
0: yeah like and then, they have to sit in tandem it's so yeah, uncomfortable and guys, yeah it, and then um <laughs> imagine a tandem bike but around your
1: throat. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, or yeah, or, or, or like Cassette. It's like how you connect two oxen, like as they. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh and my god. It's like, boy, I sure wish I still knew how to kill people or whatever. <laughs> Baba Booya, And uh, then Ray arrives on her like, magical bike and frees them with an Allen key. And, uh, <laughs> then like they escape on her bike and then the but one of the guards like 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 manages to land a dart um as as on on Billy's bike as the doctor drives past it um so yeah so meanwhile they go back to the B man <laughs> he's he, the B man and and Billy or Grace Lightning have uh are are like in the car and uh the B man says oh the doctor's like do you have any honey and he's like, "I have ten thousand jaws of honey. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Do I
0: have honey? Do I have He's honey. like, he's waited his entire life for someone to ask him that question. <laughs> I've, been, I've been
1: breeding and masturbating these bees my whole life and containing thousands and thousands of dogs, jaws of honey. And um, <laughs> so, so Delta tells Grease Lightning that um, they're the child they're, that I guess is now kind of his as well. Um, is gonna grow again. She's like feeding the baby or the child at this point jelly to speed the growth up. So Ray arrives with um, the the American spies, and um, and then uh, Grease Lightning steals some jelly when no one's looking. Um, the Bannermen return and find that the two Americans are gone. Well,
0: no, he steal- Yeah, he steals the stuff that she's been feeding the baby, right? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: The well, they're, see, they're, okay. There's there's honey and jelly. I got the honey mixed up with the jelly.
0: Oh! Oh! Okay. Yeah,
1: so he he steals the jelly, not the honey. Right. Yeah. So she's like I'm feeding <laughs> my baby this 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 Chimeron jelly, Chimerian jelly, to right. the growth up. And grease lightning is like, I think I'll take some of that.
0: Is it to speed it up? Because I thought it was to to like give her enough nutrients for the change.
2: I think it's supposed to be both.
0: Oh, okay. I don't it's, know. It's like Nas
1: okay it is, it's it's it's, it, 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 it's to level her up. it's it's to level her up basically okay yeah got it so um so yeah gavros uh traps gavros traps the doctor's card <laughs> with a sonic tone um then um the doctor drives to a field and attaches the tracker to a goat <laughs> he just finds a goat and goes hello goat and the goat's like hello doctor and attaches <laughs> <laughs> the tractor to it and then drives back to the bee mans house um Back uh, so the Bannermen are like attempting to take off. Um, two get, two Bannermen arrive at the b Man's house. Uh, at this point, the child grows again and is now like a like a tween, basically
0: like a green yeah. a green tween,
1: if you will. And
0: uh, <laughs> she could she could star in her own uh, Nickelodeon show, Yeah, where she like
1: goes to a dance academy and has like a funny blonde best friend, right? <laughs> um, and then she like opens up her mouth and emits this like piercing like
0: Klaus Nomi, like siren squeal. I, I, I I need to point out. Sure. That. It's like a mandrake. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Like it looked like a mandrake and then it has a high pitched scream. Yeah. Maybe JK Rowling. Did JK Rowling watch this episode? and was like, "Mm, save that. Well, I mean, she stole Harry Potter from worst witch. From what? (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever,
1: have you ever seen the the Worst Witch show? No. There's a show. There were books, and there was also an HBO family Well, it was on the BBC or something, but they aired it on ABC on HBO Family. And um, I used to watch it, and it's like it. She totally didn't rip it off, but it like they share a lot of similar like tropes with the early books. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a mean potions teacher. There's like. A whimsical oh. Yeah, but they're all witches. Oh. There's like one mean one that's really rich.
0: But she did uh she did steal the third act of uh Sorcerer's Stone from Last Crusade. Yeah.
1: And she stole um the twist in Fantastic be somewhere to find them from like four other Harry Potter stories. Right. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, but whatever you're thinking of right now, listeners, you're right. Uh the doctor <laughs> Um so yeah so so like then so this like messes up the Bannerman. Delta kills one of them, but one of them manages to get away. Um <clears throat> Yeah. So uh so the guards come back, they they report to Gavrock and they're like, Hey, they got a weird like g- girl there. Um John Bannerman's dead. like John Bannerman's <laughs> so they go to the house. Meanwhile, John Barrowman, yeah, no relation to John Barrowman. <laughs> um, so the doctor notices the booby trap, but Hawk actually,
0: is... Delta and the Barrowman is a completely different story.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, that Delta, I also
0: want to see. Just
1: Delta and John Barrowman, like teaming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello. I also want to see that.
1: Uh, when's he coming back?
0: Probably never.
1: So he's like, I'm gonna it's so like, I'm gonna ring the chief, you're lying. And so he reaches out and his hand is burnt by the sonic cone. The bannermen come and they start shooting, <laughs> they start blowing away the bee man's house, and the bees like the bee man's like, my bee. <laughs> 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 my bees!
0: And <laughs> i my bees! There's that there's that really weird moment earlier where he's showing off his bees to everyone. <laughs> and and I just Like he's in full beekeeper outfit, and everyone's just in their clothes that they showed up in. Those are his clothes. And there's just bees everywhere, and I'm just like, this is my nightmare.
1: (laughs) Uh, You not like bees?
0: Oh no, I have a, I have a, I have an irrational phobia of anything with a stinger. Oh
2: my god, it's like Wicker Man.
0: (laughs) I just think
1: that if bees just couldn't sting people, we would be so more like subconsciously worried about how quickly they're dying off. Yeah. Like I, nothing scares me more than when a bee
0: suddenly flies. It was in my, is in my area. Oh yeah. No, that I, 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 yeah, no, I can't.
1: Cause they, like they fly so erratically. Like I totally uh-huh.
0: look, Ellen page. I, t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally get and understand why bees are important and we need to save them. And it's, Alarming that they're endangered, but why did God make them so scary?
0: I <laughs> know, <laughs> I know, right? Like why I can- don't see I've never understood people who who don't I, I, I don't get the spider phobia because like some spiders can bite you, but like most are just, like, super chill and just yeah. trying to mind their own business. They don't chase after you. <laughs> yeah, bees are like, what are you doing, huh? Hey. <laughs> like, they they just they, they, just feel like that, like, overly aggressive, like, older kid, like, <laughs> in yeah. high school. Like, what are you looking at, yeah.
1: huh? Yeah, oh my god, I hate it when I'm, like, eating outside and a bee just won't leave me alone. I'm like, why do you want to die? Like, yeah. this can only end with you dying. Either you sting me and you die or I swat you and you die. But I just want you to leave me alone because you're so important. I hate that you're like, – pu- like, why can't dogs be the thing that, like, carry pollen around? <laughs> I don't Can know. Can you imagine what Ellen did with, like,
0: dogs or I just had Ellen a learned. picture of – I had a picture in my mind of just, like, a big fluffy dog, like, covered in, po- in pollen, so just, amazing. like, rolling around <laughs> in a field. <laughs> <laughs> and so the and then just him. like looking at you like are
1: you proud? Oh. Yeah. Be like yeah, we would never let dogs even become like kind of endangered. I
0: know. <laughs> anyway, bees are the worst. So bees, Continue. Bees suck but they're important. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, so they start Hit shooting referring. up. Yeah, so the bannerman um the bannerman raid the honey storage. The jars fall on them, covering them in honey and the bees attack them. I'm absolutely one hundred percent serious right now. I am not talking about an episode of the Gummy Bears cartoon. This is a live
0: <laughs> that was the perfect pull for that moment. It really does feel like an adventure in the Hundred Acre Woods, not a Doctor Who story. It's super, super silly. <laughs>
1: so, and then and even an even stronger. Pooh-like, Winnie the Pooh-like twist. Delta catches uh, a, a Grease Lightning eating the jelly. And she's like, what are you <laughs> doing? He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's like, I need to, because come with me. I'll become a just I just, <clears throat> just want to hook up with you so bad. Delta's like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> so, All right. She, All right, so yeah, yeah, she's like, okay. So the bannermen land outside. and They start attacking. Um, the doctor and grease lighting install a speaker on the roof of the camp, and then the doctor hands um, the green tween, the microphone <laughs> and he goes, "Sing, sing for your goddamn life." She's like, okay. So she like she uh, she emits her 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 mandrake cry. Huh. And then the Bannermen are all like, Ooh. "It's kind of like it's kind of like the ending of Mars Attacks, really." Now that I think about it,
0: oh yeah, yeah, wow. It and is. then
1: yeah, Gavrock falls into the sonic cone and, and he's atomized. Um, <laughs> okay, so so yeah, so uh, the doctor's like, "You, that uh, New York guy in the New York Yankee windbreaker, um, you know, restrain the Bannermen," and he's like. <laughs> Oh, lucky for me, tying knots is my favorite. Yeah, up and around, <laughs> like he takes so much pride in being able to to tie knots. It's great. <laughs> like like this is this is his hero moment in the episode.
0: It's in. It's so good. That was the moment where I was like, "Oh my god, he's Teddy." Yeah, It's like oh, I
1: could tie, I can tie knots for you. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Billy, so yeah, Grease Lightning has just fully become a
0: Chimarron. Like, it's what? literally reverse the end of Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it's god. Like the become, yeah. <laughs> it's the reverse of Greece. <laughs> be like,
1: it, would, it would be like if like Sandy looks up and like from across the fair, it's um I don't know what's happening to my voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you're getting choked up at the idea of this. <laughs> Yeah, Alternate so, ending degrees. Yeah, so like imagine like Sandy looks up and sees Danny Zuko wearing like, <laughs> like a sweater vest and like – And a Letterman jacket. A Letterman jacket. <laughs> and he goes, hey, Sandy, well, I'm a nerd now. And then, okay. <laughs> and then they sing. Yeah, they sing. We'll be together like Wama Lama Ding Dong, cha ching Chaba. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gre- Grease Lightning, literally, he's, like, packing up and he's wearing the down comforter jumpsuit yeah. that, that Delta's wearing and that that his adopted daughters. He became this thing's stepdad. Yeah, like, really, really, like, this dude did,
1: when he, like, first saw Delta and he was like, she's kind of cute. He, had, he could never have known.
0: 24 hours later, he would no longer be a human being and would be flying away on a spaceship.
1: (laughs) And have a daughter and a wife. Like a 7 to 10 year old.
0: 24 hours.
1: (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about an arc. I know.
3: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) So, So the doctor's like, why are you doing this? And uh he's like, Well, you know, the Trimorons are endangered and like if there's not a male, they won't survive and the doctor has this really weird line where he's like, Yeah, but sometimes species can crossbreed and they come out looking really ugly. And <laughs> Billy's like, That's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I don't know, when, when 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 Sylvester McCoy said that I was like, It's not a very doctor thing to say.
0: Um so, Yeah, that was super weird. Yeah.
1: So the Chimurans it was like it was like
0: some some weird commentary on like race relations <laughs> yeah, or something
1: sometimes the inter- yeah.
0: interracial relationships, yeah it was really like, oh, weird. a Korean person and a
1: Persian person breathe it could be disastrous like it's just, like really weird, um yeah, so the Chimurans leave leaving the ship uh, with the Bannerman on board um and then um so you know yeah, yeah Gabrok's like absorbed too much energy from the sonic
0: cone, and now he's out of power. Mm-hmm. So, Ray Ray is really sad, but has oh, been yeah, given Ray. the bike yeah, as a yeah, uh, like, hey, consolation hey, prize. here
1: kid, take take good care of it.
0: Yeah, it's literally it's like that moment in uh, the Star Trek reboot where Kirk gives that random guy's bike.
1: Oh yeah, I always want him to come back.
0: Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> he
1: hits, he because
0: because it's the guy. It's just the guy from the guild, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Right. Which one? Zap- Zabu? No, the, the the old guy. The the old guy who's like a cheapskate. Oh, okay. Well, the one that's like in charge at first? Yeah.
1: Sorry, I've only seen the first season of The Guild. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the guy that Kirk gives the keys to. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That'd be cool like, at the
1: end of the third movie, like, he ran over Andrew Selva. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, We're looking for you for 10 years! Thanks for the car! <laughs> He's like, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, Spack, <It's> look. <laughs> uh so yeah. So he's like, Burton, thanks for helping me. Uh the the B man's like, I'm giving you my favorite jar of honey.
0: Oh my god, I just realized. Okay, so you know how Grease is the worst movie ever because it has <laughs> It has, it has the dumbest ending where the, 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 they get in the car and the car like flies, flies away. away. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this literally ends like Greece where the car flies away.
1: Yeah. Like the only thing that's missing is like Mel turning around and waving goodbye to the audience.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause they, they get on the, yeah, like, uh. Danny and Sandy get on their get, on, get in their car and it flies away.
1: There's a theory that uh, that ending is because they uh, they actually die in a car accident.
0: What? Yeah. Yeah, that they're flying to heaven. Yeah, I've heard that. And Danny huh. wouldn't go to heaven.
1: So, uh, yeah, so the B-Man gives him some special honey from 1928. And the doctor's like, I am for sure never going to even open this. Uh <laughs> I don't know what you do to these or where they come from, really, but thank you for the sentiment. Um, it's also red. It's also, yeah, it's like, what kind of honey
0: is <laughs> the, the honey from 1928 has <laughs> turned into ketchup, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like, yeah,
1: okay. Um, so Burton welcomes a new bus full of guests that hopefully won't all die. Um, the doctor gives the American spies their satellite and they're like we did it and they jump in the air and high five
0: well, he doesn't give it to them he's just like hey look up there and they're like oh the satellite, satellite. we did it <laughs> and then you're
1: like... so yeah, everyone's, everyone's happy no one dies it's so stupid. Except for a literal bus full of what people. Except for a literal bus full of people. No one, no one. I like no one. None of the fun characters died. The pilot died. That's true. The pilot did die.
2: And the purple sequin man.
0: What oh was, yeah, the pur- where did purple sequin man died.
2: Like in the first. Episode. Uh,
0: Gavrock shot him in the back.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, never mind. Um, I'm glad <laughs> the spies don't die. And I'm glad <laughs> and I'm glad Ray doesn't die. And I want to write a fanfic where the
0: Doctor meets Ray again. This story is magical. It's so
1: much look, I, I was thinking about this today as I was watching this. I don't think anyone I think the beauty of Doctor Who is that it doesn't have to be anything. Like, there's nothing that Doctor Who should be, you know? It's not like Star Trek where it's like, this feels wrong, you know? Like, I think the beauty of the show is that it can be so many things. Like, it can be important. It can be smart. It can be silly. Mm-hmm. But my fa- my so I won't say what Doctor Who should be, but my favorite thing that Doctor Who can be is really goofy and silly and fun and mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite kind of Doctor Who.
0: Yeah. Uh, so good. I love this story. I know there, there's there's like three stories that typically people point at as, and say they're, those, those are the best of the seventh doctor. But this is my favorite. I love this. I love this so much. Like those only, other three stories are really good though. Yeah. Like but.
1: The only thing that could have made this better is if at the end when the next bus shows up – and like the guy opens and like Burton opens the door. If like Pax came out
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> really isn't, is, uh, is dragon fire the last cause dragon fire is really fun, but like, it's one that a lot of people are like roll their eyes at, but is that the last one of the seventh doctor era that people have a distaste for generally? Um, is Happiness Patrol I can't remember oh, Happiness, is it called wow. Happiness Patrol? Happiness yeah. Patrol? Happiness
2: Patrol I think oh, there's also um like greatest show in the galaxy too, the one with the weird Oh skin.
0: right, but that's that's incredible. <laughs> Nick Nick is Nick is going to have a stroke. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god.
2: Happiness Patrol is really silly. Okay. Um but a lot of people I mean, I like Happiness Patrol.
0: Okay, cool. Because there's, because there's, uh, what what is the what is that one episode? Is battle Battlefront? Battle? Oh
2: my god, that's my favorite McCoy story.
0: It's so good. I
2: love. I think it's. It's probably my second
0: favorite. Battlefield, yeah. right? I think it's that. That's my second favorite. Is Battlefield. This Battlefield is my second is so
2: favorite good. one. So we switched.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, really, the rest of the McCoy, like, there is so much to love. Because if if nothing else, Ace is amazing.
1: Mm. I can't wait to meet Ace.
0: Yeah, next episode, you're gonna love her. She's the you're best. Gonna, you're gonna have like instant hearts in your eyes.
1: Oh, good. Because Ray yeah. is honestly up there with like Craig and Pex as like my favorite one-off characters. <laughs> yeah. Although I know Craig is not a one-off, but he's like a two-off.
0: Seventh, the Seventh Doctor of era is really good about having great characters that you meet and then never see again.
1: Mm-hmm. I think McCoy's, I think just the way McCoy plays the Doctor is he just really, and maybe this is a combination of him and the writing, but he just, he brings out the best in people. Mm -hmm. Which is something that I I love about the Doctor is that he has the ability to like very kind of effortlessly inspire and, and, and like unite different kinds of people. Yeah. Like, especially like Ten, you know, like Ten was always really good at like making people like. Like Ken could totally be like a lifestyle coach
0: <laughs>
1: right like, you're good,
0: you're well, good. he often was He would tell people to always bring a banana to a party, yeah,
1: always bring a banana to a
0: party that's a, that's a that's a that's lifestyle coaching right
1: yeah those were those were actually his dying words before you, regenerate
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. To a party without a banana. (laughs)
1: 2010, Nick is like weeping.
3: Oh my god!
1: I think I've ever cried in a TV show more than when he regenerated.
0: Yeah, it was rough. I will say, I just, I'm just now picturing, I just love the idea of the doctor forcing himself to regenerate because he doesn't want to go to a party without a <laughs> banana.
1: Right, well, what's a party? Oh, um, uh, who's a banana?
0: There's, there's nothing in here.
3: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like the absurdity of it because it's like what the hell does that do it doesn't accomplish anything oh my God.
0: he'd rather
1: no longer exist
0: <laughs> yeah he would rather turn into a different kind of man who doesn't care about bananas
1: well maybe the next one won't be such a stupid
0: idiot <laughs> <laughs> Whoop <laughs> got that
1: wrong. <laughs> then he became eleven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so what's next? Next is uh Eighth Doctor. Ooh another uh, Audio Adventure. Yeah, another audio adventure. Um this is the Sword of Orion.
1: Oh, does this one also have that um, that weird like aviatrix that I really yeah. liked? Yeah, aviatrix. Right. What was her name? Yeah, Charlie.
0: Charlie. Charlie. Yep. Sort of Orion with Char- the continuing adventures of uh, with the Eighth Doctor and Charlie.